0: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. On Friday, the deadline passed for Governor Gavin Newsom to sign or veto hundreds of bills sent to his desk by the legislature. One of the bills he signed will increase cash benefits for hundreds of thousands of working Californians who take time off to care for a sick relative or to bond with a new child. KQED's labor correspondent, Farida Javala Romero, explains.
2: The paid family leave and state disability insurance programs are funded through a tax on most of the state's workers. The programs generally offer people 60 percent of their wages for a limited time. But that was too big of a pay cut for Jerry Sandoval when his daughter was born eight years ago. He works in hotel security in San Diego. When my first paycheck got there, I realized it was only 60 percent. And I was already struggling with 100 percent of my paycheck Uh, You know, I had to go back to work very quick, which was very heartbreaking. That experience led Sandoval and other parents to campaign for the state to boost benefit payments so lower-income workers especially could fully use them. And they succeeded, with Governor Newsom signing SB 951 into law. I'm very proud of all the work we have done. Starting in 2025, paid family leave and state disability insurance will pay 70% of people's wages, or 90% for those making less than $57,000 a year. L.A. State Senator Marielena Durazo introduced the bill.
1: The pandemic reminded us about the value of family, and I'm glad that we're now going to catch up on the reality of what it takes a family to be able to take time off
2: Durazo says she wishes the increases could go into effect tomorrow, and not in the two-plus years it'll take to implement them. Still, she says, it's a great step forward. For The California Report, I'm Farida Javala-Romero. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors,
3: musicians, authors, journalists, and more.
0: When the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade first leaked in April, state lawmakers here in California went to work. They moved forward to place a measure on the November ballot, Proposition 1, that if passed by voters will enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution. But such a constitutional amendment raises questions about fetal viability and whether abortion rights would actually be expanded. In San Francisco, here's KQED health correspondent April Domboski. Mr. Speaker, you may open.
3: Before the final legislative vote on the amendment, one Democrat after another stood up and declared their commitment to women's health, autonomy, and equality.
1: This needs to be enshrined. To
3: enshrine in our state constitution.
1: We must enshrine the right to an abortion in our
3: state constitution. But then Republican Kevin Kiley asked a pointed question.
0: California law generally bars the performance of an abortion past the point of fetal viability. Would this constitutional amendment change that?
3: The legislative chamber went quiet. For a full 30 seconds, Mr. Kiley waited. Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon whispered with colleagues he asked to have the question repeated. Then he declined to respond.
2: I'll
0: answer that question and others in my closing.
3: He never did. Under current California law, abortion for any reason is allowed up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. This is the general definition of viability, the point at which a fetus can survive outside the womb. The constitutional amendment doesn't mention the word viability anywhere. That's why I can't support this constitutional amendment today, because of what's missing from it. Republican assembly member James Gallagher says his twin boys were born 10 weeks early. They were alive and they were people Without explicit time limits on abortion, Gallagher says the constitutional amendment gets the balance wrong between the rights of the mother and the baby. It says nothing about their rights. Throughout debate of the amendment in Sacramento, there were several awkward moments when proponents seemed confused by the language of their own bill. They appeared to walk it back and scrambled to answer questions about viability. But doctors like Pratima Gupta, who were involved in drafting the law, say there was no mistake here. The word viability was left out on purpose.
2: Every pregnancy is individual, and it's a continuum. She says people come
3: into pregnancy with a range of pre-existing health conditions. Diabetes, anemia, high blood pressure. They may not have access to good medical care. All of these very nuanced factors determine whether a fetus is viable, not some arbitrary number.
2: For example, if I see a patient who has broken their bag of water at 23 weeks of pregnancy, that doesn't mean that it's viable or not viable.
3: In recent years, at least three other states have removed gestational age limits from their abortion laws, including Colorado, New Jersey, and Vermont. Abortion opponents say if California follows suit by passing Prop 1, women will be lining up for abortions when they're eight months pregnant for no reason at all. The latest research suggests this is a fantasy. There's a very small percentage of abortions that take place at and after 21 weeks. It's about 1%. Elizabeth Nash is a policy analyst at the Guttmacher Institute. She says women seek abortions later because of medical complications and increasingly legal barriers. It may be that they're delayed because there are lots of restrictions they have to comply with. Maybe because... They need to travel for an abortion. It may be that they can't get time off of work or that it was a wanted pregnancy and something happened. Even in California, polls show voters get more uncomfortable with abortion the later it gets in pregnancy. But when it comes to Proposition 1, almost three-quarters say they're going to vote for it. The politics of viability have changed. Mary Ziegler is a law professor at UC Davis with the Supreme Court erasing the federal right to abortion and multiple states banning the procedure. She says the vast majority of Californians are not inclined to nitpick. These viability arguments that had obviously been compelling for decades don't land the same way. Ziegler says Prop 1 may ultimately allow abortion at any point in pregnancy, but it will likely be left to the courts for the final interpretation. For The California Report, I'm April Domboski.
0: And that is the California Report for Monday, October 3rd. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just health care system. On the web at chcf.org slash health-equity. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel falcor II, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmitocean.org.